This is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of February 3rd, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. And I'm Bryant. This week is the week of the so-called big game, but all we're concerned with is all the great campaigning Oliver Luck did this week in Atlanta. This is episode 54, the XFL at the Super Bowl. Welcome everyone, it is indeed Super Bowl week, we're calling it that, not big game week, not the week of the big game, it is Super Bowl week, that's what the football world is focused on, everyone's in Atlanta, including Commissioner Oliver Luck, and there's a lot to get into with what he's been doing in, in Atlanta, but before we get into everything we're going to talk about today, I want to ask Bryant, Jake, how has your Super Bowl week been, because I, I assume very different from one another. <laughs> Jake, I'll I'll let you start this one. I mean, my Super Bowl week has, you know, been the same as any other Super Bowl week for, you know, two teams that I am not emotionally invested in. You know, it's it's something that's gonna happen. And I I'm sure it's very different from what Brian's gonna say. Uh yeah, I am for the first time in a very long time emotionally invested in this game. I I don't. I don't know what to what to do with myself. I, I, I I'm not going to a big party. I'm not. I'm going to watch it at home. Have you been praying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I'm just hoping that the uh, the tacos that I'm planning on making are actually going to come out right. Is really what I'm hoping for the most. Uh, but you know, it's, it's it's a big week. I don't know how excited LA is. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. But uh, not at all. But, our- <laughs> but I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the thing I, I about this Super Bowl week is. If, if it weren't for the XFL or, you know, the promise of spring football coming even just next week with the AAF debuting, I'm interested in that. If it weren't for that, I, I would be completely on a blackout, not paying attention to any news. I'm sure a lot of, of football fans are just sick of the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And then if you are a Saints fan or sympathize with the Saints, you're probably sick that the Rams made it, although I'm fine with uh, Aaron Donald getting to play in a Super Bowl. Uh, but, wow, it, it's... It's a it's very interesting. The I don't find, at least I mean I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So obviously the enthusiasm here is no, is nothing compared to maybe what it is a little further up north. But out in L.A., Brian, I did want to ask you on this show: what is there any kind of buzz for the Rams? Uh, you know, definitely all over the, the you know the supermarkets. You know, your local Ralphs or Kroger's, whatever they're, it is se- that you shop they're selling at. Rams. They're here. selling tons of tons of merch being sold for sure. All right. uh, I think I, I, you know corporate life has definitely taken a uh, taken advantage of the situation. I think there's some some diehards definitely out here. You know, there are a lot of people who love the Rams before they left. So uh, we, we well, LA is such a big area. Where are you going to put them all? Hopefully they enjoy their their Super Bowl week. Uh, I have not, but I have enjoyed this week because it was the debut of our Patreon, Brian. And before we start today's show, we want to remind everybody that we are on Patreon now. And we are 
churning out content all this week and a lot more to come each and every single week. Yeah, Alan, we uh, we're busting out. You know, we started uh, the very first episode of This Is Not the XFL Show, which if you guys like what we talk about here, we're talking about it uh, just football in general. I mean, this week we went we dove into some big topics, including the Super Bowl, uh, you know, the, the Senior Bowl, um, and a lot of uh, headlines in the world of football. And then also, you know, you got polls, you've got bonus content, we've got uh, our quote unquote expert picks when it comes to uh, you know maybe your casino needs for the weekend. Uh, and also, I think and, the, and tons the of coolest thing, the coolest thing on the Patreon, too, is it gives people a chance to be a part of the show and guarantee that their voice is heard on the show. I mean, there are tiers that people could join, right, where they basically become a part of the show. We're, we're opening it up to you. If you want to be a part of this, uh, join the Patreon. You could get your questions answered, be a part of segments, choose show topics even. I mean, there's a lot that you can get involved with on this show by joining our Patreon. You get you also get a chance to get a free T-shirt, uh, free hat, some stickers, some great merchandise of this is the XFL show. And you're right. If you want to hear your voice instead of mine, or instead of Alan's, or definitely instead of Jake's, you could donate uh, to our Patreon and actually be a part of our show live. So it'll be great. Yeah. So Brian, check it out, <laughs> Brian. Everybody gets a uh, a special code um, for our merchandise store where you know you you can save a you can save a couple bucks. Is that correct? That is true. If you sign up today, you get an automatic discount code for our uh, store. Our this is the XFL shop. Uh, so check it out. It's patreon.com slash this is the XFL show. A lot of great stuff. Uh, it's also all over our uh, social media and as well as the XFL show.com. This is the XFL show.com. There it is. The Patreon is is up and running. And also, side note, if you join it, there is a tier where you can listen to the show 24 hours ahead of time and commercial-free without us talking about the Patreon like we just did for the last couple minutes, if, that, if that's what you want. If not, keep listening to the free show. Of course, we're going to make the show absolutely free every Sunday, football Sunday at 7 a.m., uh, Eastern. So, uh, of course, the show will remain free. We're just trying to get you more content, more coverage of the XFL and football in general. With that said, let's get into this week's show. And as we've been doing, we started off by looking back real quick la- to last week's episode and the reaction we got to last week's episode. Uh, Bryant, you're all over the social media, so I like you to set them up because, especially this week, I think someone had a, a, a a vehement disagreement with you on social media from something you said last year, that last week. I, I am going to start with that one. Uh, Alfonso Mate, I'm going to say is on Facebook. Uh, I don't want to read this whole thing. Cause I think it's a little, I don't want to get too fired up here. No, I'm just kidding. But I completely disagree with your panelists. That is me who said eliminating the intentional grounding penalty could have a significant adverse effect on defenses. It was successfully implemented in the U S UFL Sacks still happen, and if they were less frequent, it was not enough of a decrease to notice. Limiting the intentional grounding penalty keeps in line the XFL's philosophy of reducing penalties. It also reduces reliance on refs making accurate judgment calls, e.g. inside slash outside the pocket and eligible receivers in the vicinity. Okay, can I break this down just for a quick second? Go at it. Retort to Alphonse. Do it. (laughs) Okay, Alphonse, we we could talk about this maybe. You could DM me if you'd like, but I feel like the last sentence, and I'll start there, it reduces reliance on refs making accurate judgment calls. I mean, that's what you rely on the refs to do. So I don't want to – I'm not saying we should reduce them. 
if you if you if you're worried about your refs making judgment calls accurately, then you have another problem. That's what I'm all I'm going to say about that. And I think it's still adverse. It, it totally reduces sacks. It has to. It, it, there's no way. Even if and where's the UFL now? By the way, anybody? Can you answer that, Jake? Can you answer that for me? Where the UFL is today? Uh, I, I cannot. Okay, it's on, so, it's on uh, YouTube. They're, they're not playing. They're not playing Sunday at one o'clock, though. I that. <laughs> so uh, look, the the XFL's goal of reducing penalties cannot start with making less rules. It it, it just can't. There's other philosophies. There's not going to be as many plays, people. There's not going to be as much time for the XFL to actually call penalties. Oh. So uh, well, funds even I, say, you know, I you're think, great, but. I, I think this whole argument between you and your good friend Alphonse here, Brian, it's going to be null and void a little bit later on this show when we talk about something Oliver Luck said. That's I think we're I think we're going to be able to settle it uh, in a in a very gentlemanly way. But appreciate Alphonse hitting us up at XFL Show on Facebook. There, then on Twitter at XFL Show, we had Adam Cogashaw hit us up who said the xfl could remedy the no call pass interference with some kind of postseason games only rule challenges for stuff like that could be limited to the last five minutes of the game that way it wouldn't affect less stall more ball overall so that rhymes bars on you adam very good job there uh but again we're gonna probably get the answer to that question how that will be handled later on oliver luck really let the cat out of the bag in that regard this week but uh, Adam comes up with the last five minutes rule. I heard a lot of people say playoff only. Nothing. I mean, we talked about a lot of stuff on last week's show. We talked about the TV deals. We talked about a new COO, Jake. But nothing triggers a football fan like talking about changing of the rules, particularly pass interference. Yeah, and that's exactly why this incarnation of the XFL version 2 2020, whatever you want to call it, is so interesting. And yeah, Alan, like you alluded to, uh, you know, we're going to get this straight from the horse's mouth later on. And uh, I, I don't think there's going to be much speculation. It's pretty much laid out. And uh, I like what he did have to say. But, of course, that's coming up later on in this episode. Yeah, Oliver Luck making the rounds, especially on Radio Row, said a lot. We're going to go over everything he said later on today uh, in the hot read. But want to thanks, thanks to everybody who – Hits us up on social media constantly uh, at XFL Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere. And you could get your comments read on the show. You have a question. Uh, you want to combat one of us. Bryant is is definitely welcoming welcoming that. Uh, please feel free. And uh, we appreciate it because that's what it's all about. And don't forget, there is, of course, the XFL fan line, which you can call and be heard, actually heard your voice on the show, 724-565-4XFL, to call in any time and leave us a message to play on the show. All right, now we are to two big things this week regarding the XFL, and before we get to it, we want to tell you what this week's cover two will be brought to you by a great sponsor of the show, Pretty Easy Podcasts, bringing this week's cover two to everybody, guys, and without, without them, the show wouldn't exist. Pretty Easy Podcast helps produce this show and produce other shows, not just sports shows. But we're talking food shows. We're, we're, we're talking about shows that are uh, about business. Whatever the genre, Pretty Easy Podcast gives production expertise and assistance to pro podcasters, amateur podcasters, anybody who wants to put a podcast on. So if you have been thinking, I want to do a show, but I don't want to learn all the tech. I don't want to learn editing and all that. I just want to do a show and talk. 
Well, that's a pretty easy podcast is for, and you could easily sign up at prettyeasypodcasts.com right now and get started for a very, very, very small fee. Prices are insane. I almost want to do this read, Brian, as Crazy Gideon, if, if you're from the LA area. They do have crazy prices at Pretty Easy Podcasts. You know, they make it very easy for you. And you're right. You hit the, the nail right on the head. Genre uh, agnostic. You could talk about anything. If you, if you want to talk football like us, you can. Uh, they make it simple. They make it easy. They'll help you through it. Uh, they'll guide you through it. They'll sit there while you talk to make sure you're doing it right. So pretty easy podcasts. Uh, definitely help get this show off the ground and, and they can help yours as well. Yep. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Get your show started today and get that personal production touch so that you don't have to worry about all that, you know, audio nonsense. Talk! That's what you want to do. You want to talk. You want to you wanna let things out. I don't know. Maybe you got a passion. Maybe you just want to vent. Maybe you're Alphonse and you just said, damn it, I want my own podcast so I could tell Bryant what a dummy he is. You could do it <laughs> by going to prettyeasypodcast.com today. Get your podcast started. And they are today's sponsor for this week's... Big two things regarding the XFL. It's time for the cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right. We'll start with, well, th- this this is really interesting uh, news, guys. I- I'm I'm going to skip on, on your rundown one thing's ahead of it. I'm going to go to part two of the cover two, number one here. Sorry, mixed it up. But I, I want to talk this Spring League deal because we knew about it. Uh, they-, they alluded to it, but it was made official this week. And... Uh, I'm really excited because this is experiment number two, right? We were down in Mississippi about a month ago, the XFL working on some potential new rules, and now they're going to do it in an, a really cool environment featuring pr- good talent, prospects in the Spring League, which takes place in Austin, Texas over the course of two weeks between March 28th and April 11th. The XFL announced it on their website. Check it out at XFL.com. Uh, they... They put it all out there that it is official. Uh, coaches are going to work closely with the football ops department of the XFL. Uh, those executives, Doug Whaley, Sam Schwartzstein, they're going to be there, and they're going to be basically running more tests, more football experiments, Jake. And I thought on this road to 2020, the most fascinating thing so far were those tests in, in Mississippi, and we're going to get more of them at the end of March. We are going to get more of them uh, coming from the spring league, like you were saying. Now I'm going to ask you this. Do you think this footage is going to be, uh, it's going to be available publicly or is this something that they're going to want to keep close to the chest? Because we we, we know in the past it it seemed like it leaked for a little bit. And then, you know, if if you were there early enough, you saw it. Otherwise you didn't. Yeah, you're well, you're right. The, uh, there were, there were some videos that were, uh, published by the XFL that were taken down oddly, but then they put new ones up during those Mississippi uh, tests with the junior colleges. Uh, but this spring league is very open, right? I mean, people were at these games last year, and and you could see check them out on online and and w- at least watch highlights. So um, and the NFL is going to have scouts there. I'm sure the AAF will. I'm sure the CFL will have scouts at the spring league. So it's going to be a wide open. Thing for people to witness the XFL's potential rules being tested out, which is um, I don't I don't know is that problematic, Bryant? The fact that the XFL is trying these new rules, but kind of putting them out there, and competition is going to maybe see how they work. Uh, you know, and 
I, I heard this debate too. Uh, someone called into our XFL show fan line and and mentioned that. And I, and I, you know what? I don't know. I don't think I'm going to say no, actually, because I don't think that you have to test these. What are you going to just not test them? Not talk about them? You, you know. Um, you know, it's funny. My, my wife actually was listening to me, listening to callers yesterday, and was she's like, "Yeah, that's true. Why are they saying those things out loud? Why? Why are they keeping? Why aren't they keeping them secrets?" And the thing is, you can't say, hey, everybody, we're going to change football. We're not going to tell you how, but come and watch us next year in 2020. You can't do that. You have to give people bites and snippets of what you're trying to do and what, you're, what you've gone through to make uh, your game more exciting or at least different. So I don't blame the XFL for, for, for doing this. One, they do have to test it anyway. Might as well let people know you're testing it. And chances are it's going to get out anyway if you don't let everybody know. So I think it's fine. Uh, you have to get people excited for. Oh wow, that that actually sounds kind of cool. I want to do that. Double forward passes. Let's try that. That, that I would love to see that. And yeah, so, I, does it? It doesn't matter. I think who gets the credit for innovating. Uh, if you know the new rules. So if the XFLs, they should just be worried about as we you know talk about incessantly the quality of the play, not whether or not they are the first to implement a new rule and then maybe the NFL you know takes credit for it and gets a hold of it at the spring league and says oh let's put it in this season before the XFL that's not going to happen but if it did who cares right I don't think it's a, a big deal it's not showing any kind of hand it's it's working your own league out you got to worry about what you could control the XFL could control how their game appears and they could do that by running these tests which I think is the most brilliant thing they're doing on the road to 2020 is actually testing out these new rules because what we did not do in 2001 was run these really thorough type experiments, test games in real real football environments. They kind of just went out there and said, yeah, guys, play this crazy reckless game and we'll see how it looks on TV. They're really, really uh, preparing properly. And the Spring League is the next step in that. And I cannot freaking wait for March 28th now. You don't think they had all the teams and players and they said, okay, uh, when this whistle blows, you're going to run for that ball in the middle of the field <laughs> as, as fast as you can. You, you don't think there was a lot of testing on that? or a lot I, of I don't know. Maybe like the last practice before week one, you had some coaches saying, all right, guys, apparently we've got to do some scramble. So uh, line up and <laughs> run after that ball. I don't, I don't know. But, I, I mean, who, ca- who cares about tipping your hand? Brian, when it's all about making sure we have good, crisp football, right? Well, yeah, and like I said, it's probably going to get out There's anyway. If you hold off, play. if you hold off until your kickoff, then people are just going to take it then anyway. If it's that good, so there's real. I, I don't see a reason the XFL doesn't want to get people excited for these rule changes that they're trying to implement. And and regardless, like you said, it doesn't matter who. Um, implements it or who's the creator of this right who's the frankenstein of these these rules but at the end of the day the xfl might be the frankenstein of these rules and people are going to talk about how the xfl did it first at some point i'm sure if the xfl is still around so uh, i don't blame oliver luck or anyone else for actually stating what they want to do and getting people excited for what these rules could be and what they are hoping that they will be come 2020 Head of football ops of the XFL said, quote, we're excited to take that feedback as well as observations from the hundreds of hours of tape we captured and put these new adjustments on the field in real time with the incredibly talented players the Spring League attracts. Johnny Manziel was in the Spring League last year, guys. Again, that's March 28th through April 11th in Austin, Texas. Uh, 
experiment number two. As for part two of this week's cover two, allow me to take you to the fascinating world of carbon helmet technology. We love football. The rivalries, the unbelievable plays, the story of tradition, the wins and the losses. Athletes giving everything for the team, leaving it all on the field. It's the players that make the game and the communities that make it whole. Protect them and you protect it all. Introducing Riddell Diamond Technology powered by carbon. Diamond Technology replaces the current helmet liner with a 3D printed lattice for advanced impact absorption. Riddell uses 3D scanning technology to ensure a precise custom fit for each individual athlete. Combining this with data from on-field impacts, the carbon lattice engine automatically designs and simulates over 1,000 options and selects the optimal liner for each athlete. This custom lattice liner further manages both linear and rotational impact energies. Using a highly damping elastomer, these lattice liners are 3D printed with carbon's revolutionary digital light synthesis, grown from liquid, crafted by light and oxygen. Our partnership with Carbon and the introduction of Diamond Technology underscores Riddell's continued drive to deliver innovative on-field head protection to the game of football and its players. At Carbon, we believe the obstacle is the way. We believe in the power of using technology to solve real problems. Our platform enables companies like Riddell to make products that were never thought possible. We can make the unmakeable. With this partnership, Riddell becomes one of the largest users of 3D printers in the world, and we are proud to be at the forefront of digital manufacturing. Welcome to the next generation of protective gear for football and beyond. For every sport and every activity, allowing athletes to be bold, powerful, and protected. Protect them, and you protect it all. Hashtag protect it all. Uh, besides being shocked that it's pronounced Riddell and not Rydell, guys, uh, this news about this new helmet technology that they obviously plan to announce Super Bowl week. You saw this. We just talked about safety issues in football, and we said maybe science could save the sport. This announcement comes out, Jake. What's your initial reaction? Uh, my initial reaction is this is great if it works because you don't have to teach the players how to play the game any differently. You don't have to teach them that you you know you can't tackle the quarterback like you're tackling a receiver after he just caught the ball. There's nothing different that the players have to do or learn. It's not going to change what the game looks. Uh, I don't see how it could. It, you're not going to change the game. It's just going to be part of the equipment that is used that hopefully will be safer. So if that was a little too dry listening to the promo that the that Riddell put, posted on social media for, for everyone listening, uh, just a real quick summary. So Riddell, the helmet makers, may, been making helmets forever. Pretty sure that's what we were wearing back when we played high school football together, Bryant. Uh, they're teaming up with a company called Carbon. Uh, three carbon 3d they're an advanced 3d printing company and they're basically making these fancy new linings to put inside of helmets they're calling diamond technology 
And uh, this is supposedly going to really lessen the impact of helmet-to-helmet collisions in the sport of football. They're Riddell smart helmets, if you will. Uh, And that, that, that is very exciting if you're someone hoping that insurance prices are going to go down for football to be played across the country. I, I, I'm just going to say this real quick or real quick. Alan is uh, we're, we're not sponsored by these guys in any way. So we're going to kind of speak freely about them. I think this is great. And, and I, and I love it because it's finally something that seems different. People are taking the time, the research to do what they need to do to make sure this game is as safe as possible. And to Jake's liking as as regular as 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 normal as possible right jake i mean you don't want the game to, to change and so if you can keep no the player the only thing the players were are going to know you know as long as this continues forward and tests and results show that you know it does lessen the impact is there's going to be a different liner in their helmet than there was before yeah, and I, and I will say this. I mean, a lot of that the the commercial Alan that you just played or the the little clip uh, did rely on personalizations, right? Of uh, customizations to players um, and what they need and what they don't need. Well, I worry about that when you start getting. I mean, for the NFL and probably college, that's great, and all pro leagues. But what about the high school? The you know, yeah, is this going to be too expensive all that? for those? Those uh, organizations to, to well, you know is it too expensive implement? or does it yeah. can do, does it not work as a general like can you not just go buy you know do you, you you know ten sizes or ten different variations of this type of product and have it work for for a kid who who you know football is not one of the, it's probably the second most expensive sport behind only hockey uh, in terms of playing and, and the cost that it's going to go that goes into playing and if you're going to add you know. $500 worth of cost for a helmet just for the padding. Nonetheless, I think that becomes, that becomes a little bit of an issue. So hopefully they can come up with some generic, something that's really safe. That's not so custom to a, to a, to a player's head. Well, let's hope this kind of technology makes its way to the XFL. If it works, obviously there are skeptics out there who, who, I mean, if you saw any of the reactions on social media to these posts, a lot of people skeptical of this new technology, but uh, it, it, it's at least it's proactive and it's uh, some kind of hope outside of completely changing the rules of the game. Like Jake said, it's something to maintain the look and feel of the game while making it safe at the same time. Is that even possible? We'll see, but the people at Riddell and Carbon are attempting to do so and they have the backing of Peyton Manning if I can attempt to finish the cover two with a terrible Peyton Manning impression if you'll allow me uh Jake is that okay with you oh please I would love to hear it well as someone who spent thousands of hours watching film I know that no two players play the same way they all have different styles tendencies on the field which is another key benefit to Riddell's diamond technology. With the speed flex precision diamond, players are not only experiencing the latest head protection, they can also dictate whether the helmet is positioned to improve sight liners and maximize field vision. That was a quote from Peyton Manning talking about That's, that was pretty good at first i thought you sounded a little bit like the grinch who stole christmas but uh, <laughs> you, you really turned it around there <laughs> i thought you were gonna say i almost morphed into hank hill sometimes when i'm <laughs> trying to do the peyton manning that's what happens but peyton manning back in riddell's new carbon technology guys i'm sorry i i can't do a peyton manning 
<laughs> I would say that a paid Manning, maybe not one of the most hit quarterbacks of all time. If they had like a Brett Favre back there or something like that, maybe uh, that would be even a better uh, boost. But no, that's great. If you get the the backing of of former NFL players, um, that's huge for your for your for your product. Yeah, well, good luck to Riddell and Carbon. I'll say that. I don't to know football. for sure if, if it's going to work, but for football, let's all hope that this is as revolutionary as that ad made it seem to be. And uh, with that, it is uh, uh, time to move on because the cover two is over with. We're going to get to our main thing of the week in our hot read, which will be brought to you this week by good friends of the show, uh, ourselves, Brainbuster Radio. Yeah, yeah, that's our that's our wrestling podcast. Everybody, in case you haven't uh, c- caught on yet, Brainbuster Radio is another podcast that we do, and it is only about professional wrestling. Uh, and we've been doing it for longer than anybody's been doing wrestling podcasts in the world, Jake, except for one guy. I, I, I maintain that. Brainbuster Radio, the second ever wrestling podcast, and unlike any other wrestling podcast out there today. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We know that the Royal Rumble just happened this past week. You know, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of of course fans that are there every night watching the product, but also you know special times of the year you throw parties, you have friends that are you know they're unfamiliar with the product and maybe they're getting back into it so this is i mean a great time to start watching again of course you got wrestlemania taking place in metlife stadium at the beginning of april so really this starts the road to wrestlemania yeah travel down the road to wrestlemania with us on Brainbuster radio each and every single week uh bryant's uh, a big fan of the show Jake's on the show. Uh, Bryant, such a big fan. He became a part of the show. And uh, now we're talking wrestling. And, and it's it's unlike any show you're going to listen to. There are a lot of wrestling podcasts out there. And we love them all. We love a lot of shows. But the fact is, Brain Buster Radio, it's, it's as entertaining as watching on Monday nights, on Tuesday <laughs> nights, or at 3 a.m. on the New Japan World uh, streaming service, Bryant. <laughs> that is the thing. We cover everything. Uh, from beginning to end in the world of professional wrestling. And, and it's a wonder because if you listen to that show, you wonder how we get back together to make this show because things get heated. There's rivalries made. Uh, there's uh, things to be won on that on that podcast. And if you're not listening if listening, and you want to start getting back into wrestling, Brain Buster Radio is the place to start. Uh, we just had our biggest show of the year last week. It's still available. The Brain Buster Radio Royal Rumble. Check it out. BrainBusterRadio.com. Uh, I love that show. And that's why I became a part of it. So thank you for welcoming me. And I'm and I'm happy that it's still around. No wrestling podcast makes you feel like you're at a live wrestling event like Brain Buster Radio. And if, if you are getting back into it or if you have been into it since day one and you want to have more fun than ever, uh, listen to a show about pro wrestling. Listen to Brain Buster Radio. Experience pro wrestling like you never have before. Download it on any podcast gimmick today. Apple, Google, Spotify, We're everywhere, Brain Buster Radio, for all your pro wrestling podcast needs. And Brain Buster Radio brings you this week's very important topic in the hot read. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! Hey, Ric Flair! Ric Flair! 
Motown, happy, jolly, drunk, buster, Burr, tiger! I think he's got a hound too, Rodney, I think. We need cheese! We need you to fuck it! Hey, Seattle! Right? Right? Hello, this is uh, Leo from Massachusetts. Um, sure, this show has been keeping track of all the Radio Row interviews that Oliver Luck has been doing this week. You guys may or may not have caught this one, but Luck was on uh, Miami Radio, um, the Defo Show, and he said that the XFL is going to have nine officials uh, for each um, game. Uh, there's going to be, like in the NFL, for example, there's seven officials. The NCAA has eight officials per game. The XFL plans on having nine with uh, one official, as you guys know, for ball spotting. That's going to be strictly that person's job. But the key part of it was uh, one official that's going to be a video official that's going to have the authority over replays, the egregious calls, going to be working specifically in the truck. They want to speed up the process, uh, the modified officiating pro call, and they want to kill dead time. Uh, and so if there's any blatant missed calls like the NFC Championship game, um, this video official will be able to correct it on the fly, in the spot, in the truck, convey it, communicate it to the field, and uh, take care of it quickly. So it's a pretty good idea. It's something that um, the late Dan Rooney suggested. It's something that uh, Mike Pereira uh, has been suggesting all over the place, that they add a video official um, uh, in the NFL. So it looks like the NFL is going to be doing that. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to have a lot of stuff to go over this week with the show. With all this different information that's flying around, um, should be an interesting show. Looking forward to it. I didn't want to make that announcement because I, I said, you know what? We had a great call from Leo this week. Let him do it so that I could just react, Jake, and just say, hallelujah. Thank God <laughs> Oliver Luck said it. He did. And I listened to that radio interview. I said, hallelujah, when he announced it on the Defo show in Miami. We have our video official who can overrule all the shenanigans and missed calls on the football field. It just made too much sense. So the XFL is doing it. Great call there by Leo, who did call the XFL fan line, by the way, everybody. 724-565-4XFL. What do you think? Who, who wants to start the announcement by Oliver Luck there, the number of officials, and then the fact that there will be a video official who has the power and authority to overrule and and put his foot down and intervene when necessary. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would ever object to a video official, you know, someone sitting in a production truck or a luxury box. Uh, <laughs> I don't, you wouldn't think, but they had for a while. <laughs> At least in this league here. You know, th this guy, and, and also on the interview, Alan, that you sent, that uh, Brian and I listened to, you know, it was suggested if something happens in the first quarter in a tie game, it's probably not going to halt the game to look at. You know, this is for big plays at the end of the game where playoff scenarios. So yeah, this is logical and and this is, you know, common sense. So uh, Wired, what do you got to, you know, rebut about here? Excuse me, Brian. <laughs> uh, Jake, uh, here's what I don't understand. So let me see if this math makes sense to everybody. We are going to add an official to make the to to remove the judgment and make sure that things are called accurately by being able to access video review but possibly not allow him 
to make those calls during non-crucial moments of a game. Is that what I'm understanding? No. That's well, cool. I think you're twisting That's it because all of, well, all of it, like I said, it has to be egregious. It has to be an egregious missed call, an egregious moment in the game. It has to be some kind of obvious call for this okay. person to interview. So let's, so, so let's take the NFC Championship game. The obvious call that everyone's talking about, the pass interference. Obviously, that one would be reviewed, right? According to egregious, right? Yes. Would the face mask on Jared Goff be called? It might. I think I think so. I mean, there's a, there's so many calls like that that in the, that happened in the NFL that were missed this year. Uh, Steelers and Chargers Sunday night at a, a blatant false start and a touchdown is scored. Uh, I mean, there there are all kinds of moments like this. Tom Brady getting a kiss blown to him, uh, but uh, for some reason roughing the passer gets called. All these plays, I assume, uh, a video official would be able to overrule. And I don't not, like, and then if not, then we're just going to be yelling at the video official from now on. But <laughs> well, I don't like the fact that you you're allowing them to make a judgment call whether or not hey it's a tied game in the first quarter, so let, let's just let it slide. Like why? It, you have to have a, a certain set of rules that say if you feel this is egregious, no matter the situation of the game, you call it. You well, can't I, just I say last five minutes. You're telling me the game can't change in the first quarter. I think there's a difference between. A false start, no call, where the play ends in a touchdown versus a false start, no call for a rush of two yards. Yeah, and that's and that's what they're saying that this this official with the video powers is going to be able to do that in any quarter. That it doesn't matter if it's at the end of the game. They're probably going to pay extra attention at the end of the game. Sure, but Jake, even in that situation you just presented, third and eight, or I'm sorry, second and eight, or first and fifteen, that's a huge difference. That's not something small. That's not a we touchdown. Talking about That's not, not six but, points. But is it worth halting the game, stopping the game for? Are calling the rules the way they're supposed to be called worth stopping the game? That's what you have to ask yourself. You can't say, hey, is, is first and 15 or second and eight worth it? Is calling the rules correctly? That's why I don't like this a video official because either you use him all the time or you don't use him at all. You can't just choose when you decide to use him because you want the game to go faster. That goes back to changing the rules because you don't want to call more penalties. Well, it's not going to be who you, someone using this this official, though. This official is going to be able to use their powers whenever they see fit, and that is going to be the fun thing to watch. What are these officials and going to do? Are they going to say, hey, this guy moved, and you know they, there needs to be five yards lost here in the first quarter? Maybe they do. You're, you're jumping to a conclusion that this is going to be a last five oh, minutes no. thing that everybody for some reason has been talking about. Where I think this rule is going to be doing just what you said should happen. The the calls are going to be correct at way at a way higher percentage now that we're using the technology we have at our disposal to make sure that this game that's difficult to call for referees they have a tough job they they've got the tools to do it correctly now. Well, and that's what I was saying that if and I'm not trying to jump to conclusions I'm just you know rebutting the argument of doing this in the last five minutes or whatnot is you either use it all the time or you don't use it at all you can't pick and choose when you use this type of of referee that's all I'm saying so I'm for it if you use it all the time I'm against it if you're going to pick and choose when you use it that's basically my stance on it modified officiating protocol and uh, I like that modification that is uh, pimp my officials I like it Oliver Luck good job it's putting a uh, a sweet—it's like putting an Xbox in your trunk. Uh, it's some people think you don't need that. 
until you get it. And then you're going to be like, yeah, I need it. I need my video official. Um, and again, thanks to Leo for the call. And if you didn't check out uh, all of the Oliver Luck Radio Row interviews, I probably would say that was the best one because that was the juiciest nugget. He dropped a lot of these. And he was, uh, let's face it, asked the same questions over and over again. He did his best to give different answers and 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 be fun and engaging the way Oliver Luck is. He's great at that. But um, that one, that interview was much different from all the other ones. And the fact that he came out and said that nine officials video replay, the ball spotter, exciting, exciting stuff. If you want football to be called the right way, I think Oliver Luck also in these all these interviews basically said our coaches are being negotiated with um some of them it sounds like mighty already even be signed but we should be knowing that in the coming weeks and he says you all are going to be pleasantly surprised when you hear some of the names that they're talking to and that will be announced as the head coach gms and that brings us to the big rumor of the week bob stoops jake rumored to want to coach in the xfl the former oklahoma head coach the the head man of the Sooners for so many years could possibly get be getting back into football and in the XFL. I personally think that would be an amazing get for the XFL in terms of head coach slash GMs. Well, I, I do have to say this and uh, hear me out because I'm not saying it in, an, in a negative way, but why? I, I mean, you've got that much clout. You know, the, the whole basically the whole state of Oklahoma worships you if this guy wanted a big time paying gig in the nfl or college football i'm sure he could get it so what would the allure be for him to come to a you know a second time startup league in the in the xfl unless he just wants a really light schedule okay well first off we don't know we don't really call this like a second time startup league right i think oliver luck kind of clarified that in some of his interviews but are you saying why on terms of Bob Stoops side, right? Am I, am I getting that correct? Yeah, I mean, if he wants to come back to coaching, clearly there are other more high-profile jobs that he should be, you know, a candidate for. Maybe but in we, college. We, I don't, we don't know about the NFL. I definitely think Bob Stoops could do whatever he wants in the world of college football. Yeah, but does yeah, he want to? That's always the yeah. question. We've asked that question every single week. Does he want to go spend his time in, in high school kids' living rooms trying to recruit them over to – you know, to an SEC school or to a Big 12 score, wherever you you're going. You don't think an NFL team would throw millions of dollars at him. If no, which one? Open with the Steelers? And, and I don't think he'd be well, getting they, they the don't have kind a of a, And he wouldn't be getting the authority he would. he's getting in the XFL. Don't forget, all head coaches in the XFL are general managers as well. And that's just not something I think the NFL is going to offer Bob Stoops, especially uh, during this moment in time where – Everybody wants a coach who is, you know, 27 and dating a supermodel. So I don't know about, you know, Boomer Sumer Bob Stoops having that NFL option, Jake. So I think the reason why is uh, it's go- it's uh, obviously an interesting job for any football coach. And you're going to have a lot of, of, of power. Let's face it. He's going to have all the power if he becomes an XFL head coach. And don't, it's great for the league because – the coaching tree and the and the amount of players this man has coached, he could he he doesn't have to go to living rooms. He could just send text messages, Brian, and probably recruit some really talented coaches and players to the XFL. Text text messages, you know, letters, uh, carrier pigeons, whatever he wants, he could do it from the comfort of his own home for a good chunk of this. And, and don't forget, I mean, as great as a as a 
as a coach as Bob Stoops was, he hasn't won a championship in 19 years, 20 by the time this league gets started. Uh, so, you know, he, he's probably itching to come back. I would assume so, but maybe just not at the college level. He spent, what, uh, 17 years at Oklahoma? Uh, maybe he doesn't want to do college anymore. Maybe he doesn't want the stress that goes with the NFL and he wants the responsibility of the XFL. I don't see I don't see a reason why. I mean, you're going to say that about every coach. Why go to the uh, – Alan, I sent you an article earlier this week about how much some of these offensive line coaches were making in the NFL. They're making so much money. Why would they want to go to the XFL? It's because of the opportunity, the in responsibilities college, yeah, that you would get. O-line coaches in college, you sent me that article, right? Oh, yeah, yeah they, college. They're making bank to, to put these bank. offensive lines together. And you know, it's not a money thing. I do think if – you know, this rumor that – sparked is it's huge and, and when Oliver Luck says surprised and, and intrigued hell yeah Bob Stoops does that uh, Ben Albright the NFL reporter he tweeted out had several interesting conversations in the last 24 hours this is last week suggesting that former Oklahoma head coach Bob Stoops may be looking at getting back into coaching with the new XFL uh, Saturday down south also reported this rumor which people have been you know gnawing at all week long and if it happens, I, I put me on the side of, oh, hell yeah, Boomer Sooner. I'd love to see Bob Stoops in the XFL. Jake, yes, why would he? What Would you be excited if Bob Stoops joined the XFL? I mean, I'm not a supporter of Oklahoma football, but for the league, yes, absolutely. I think this would be their Steve Spurrier, you know, to, uh, to that other league that's, as Brian says, allegedly going to launch next week. This would be a big get. You know, people would be changing the channel saying, you know, I know that face on the sideline. Why isn't he in, you know, red and white? Well, he might Oliver be with Lu- Memphis Express, red and white. Or, no, I'm sorry, Luck- that's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Luck did a lot of Radio Row interviews. Uh, I recommend you listen to oh, definitely the Defo Show one from uh, WINZ in Miami uh, and some of the other ones, but a lot of the other ones were kind of similar. But he did say stuff about the coaches being exciting, TV deals to be announced, and very exciting as well. Also said team names should be announced in the coming months. Uh, Bryant, of all the stuff Oliver Luck talked about this week in Atlanta – what, what are you most excited for to come uh, to, to, to hear about? Is it the coaches? Is it the team names? What, what big it announcement is are you by far the By far, it is the TV deal. I want to know where I'm going to be able to watch the XFL in 2020. I'm watching it regardless of what the coaches are or what the team names are. That, that doesn't – I mean, it matters to me, but that matters less because I want to know where I'm going to be watching them. Because if I'm not at the stadium in L.A., I want to know where I'm watching them from home. And I'm, I'm most excited for that. I'm hoping that come, that's coming in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, with the rumors about Fox and ESPN really getting strong, I, I'm I'm kind of my excitement's dying down. I mean, I'm excited that that sounds like it's going to be true. But when Bob Stoops gets announced, I can't wait for these coaches to be named. How about you, Jake? Of all, everything Oliver Luck talked about, which one are you anticipating the most now? I mean, I, you know, th- this – I know you've – you know, Brian said TV deal. You said coaches. You know, this is – this is not a work. I, you know, I am legit excited for team names and logos. I want to see colors. You know, I mean, whenever these names are announced, it's probably not just going to be on a black and white Times New Roman font. You know, we're going to get some <laughs> colors. We're going to see some team identity. So that's what I'm looking most forward to: the names, the logos. What are, you know? I, I understand we're we're probably not going to get full jersey reveals or uh, you know or, or helmet designs, but you know, I just want to see what these are going to look like. <laughs> I and I think those are going to be things we really 
really debate in the coming months, probably on Patreon a whole lot as well, Jake. So I had a feeling you would say that. But a big week for Oliver Luck. Did a a bang-up job campaigning for the XFL during Super Bowl week there at Radio Row. Um, And I think we covered it all there, Brian. uh, Oliver Luck's busy week in Atlanta. We miss anything? No, no. I I mean, he did so much. You know what really reminded me of what he was? I just picture, (laughs) I picture Oliver Luck walking through Radio Row as if he was like Jerry Maguire uh, taking around Rod Tidwell during the (laughs) NFL draft. Just just strutting his stuff, letting everybody know that he's there, not really making a splash, but just subtly, you know, talking to everybody, making sure that everybody's aware of, of the XFL coming in 2020. And, and this is what is so genius about it all, because if Vince McMahon was strutting around Radio Row, I think he might be taken out by security. The I don't know if the NFL would want him there, but everybody <laughs> loves Oliver Luck, and exactly. in the football world, that uh, carries a lot of weight and got everybody excited during Super Bowl week. A lot of people talking XFL. So cool to see. So cool to do the show this week. And for all of you, we're going to do more on Patreon uh, next week as well, so make sure you... Get in there and, and join our Patreon. If not, keep listening to the show for free. 724-565-4XFL if you want to call in. We'll be back next week, next Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern with more XFL talk for you. Before we get out of here, Jake, anything left? You know what? It's the big game this Sunday, and I'm sure that XFL Twitter is sitting on something just ready to unleash it to the world. <laughs> Yeah, commercial, I think anybody? I, I, I don't. Th- I'm not calling Maybe. commercial, but I'll be watching that feed. That they're at XFL 2020. We are at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow us there for Bryant, for Jake. I'm Alan. We will see you next week. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. Go Rams. <laughs>